Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Nintendo Fanboys. Steven and I are going to talk about some pretty cool stuff today, actually. Steven put together a really good show, and I might be experiencing some audio issues. I'm not entirely sure. The recording seems to be fluctuating ever so slightly with my microphone, so I'm going to try and keep my voice at the same level and at the same distance to my microphone, and this week I'll try and figure out, you know, what's going on. I think think it's going to be okay. I don't think it's going to be like blaringly loud for you guys. If anything, it's going to be the exact opposite. It's going to probably be a little like uh, too quiet, which means I'll have to boost up the volume, but whatever. Okay, so we're going to start off with essentially, I'm just looking really, really quickly here at everything Steven put together. We're going to talk about the only thing that isn't really technically Nintendo related. It's more, I guess, industry related. And it's a a really, really interesting one. Now, I don't know how this guy pronounces his name, but Philip, I don't know, like, what is it? Mution? Something like that? I think it is. He he was the IGN Nintendo editor. That's why I thought it had something to do with here. Oh, okay. Okay, so you want to talk a little bit about this since you obviously know more than I do? Yeah, so... Uh, I believe this broke on Tuesday or Monday. I was uh, doing my morning routine and I was checking YouTube and it appeared not even in my subscription feed because I'm not subscribed to Boomstick Gaming. It just in my uh, regular feed, it was one of the suggested videos that YouTube wanted me to watch. And the title was something like, I didn't write it down, but it was something like IGN stole my review. What should I do? And so that automatically got my interest so i clicked on it and when i clicked on it i was fully prepared to see something that was not convincing that was just uh, a theory or just maybe ign copied a few like thoughts but didn't really plagiarize his review because ign gets a lot of uh, crap on the internet and that's what happens when you're deleting video game website but when I watched the video, it became really clear that Boomstick Gaming had a case here, that it wasn't, he didn't make this up. And, and the guy actually did a very, his, go watch the video, it's really well done. And he showed his points, and it's clear cut at, by the end of it that Philip clearly stole, uh, Boomstick's r- review. It, I don't think you can debate that when watching that after that so what did you think when you watched the video it was glorious <laughs> no I, I i thought the same thing as you actually like you were the one that showed me this and i was like what the hell and i like for how long was the actual video i don't even remember about four and a half minutes yeah okay so like at first I I thought this was all fake that's why i i contacted you back and i was like is this for real because like this is ridiculous. IGN is a mainstream, well, is the number one mainstream video game website on the planet. And you're kind of like, why in the hell would anyone working for, you know, such a company do something like this? Like, where the, where's the logic in this? I, I, even right now, I still don't quite understand why. Why would anyone why the hell would you do this? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay, so you're yeah, you're you're going to the conclusion right away, but after after you saw the video, like basically what happened is that it got it got viral. Everybody was talking about it. Everybody was making a video about it. Uh Boomstick actually went and got interviewed by famous stuff like Forbes, I believe even CNN interviewed him. He went everywhere. And iGen quickly reacted. They pulled off the Dead Cells video review and the written review. And then they launched an investigation. And the, what I liked about Boomstick is that if this would have happened with most of the YouTubers, <laughs> the video would not have been like Boomstick was really, really professional and did not like it could have been way worse. Like he could have been mad he could have said that he was going to sue IGN for everything they were worth he could have done a lot of stuff and to his credit he ke- he kept his calm and he just showed his case and proved that 
he was uh, plagiarized and then asked what he should do. He he told us that he had contacted IGN's Human Resources, and in his comment section, he put out a few updates. And he did say that he did not hope or want Philip to be fired because he was recently uh, laid off because his company he was working for went under and he said he knew how hard it could be to be without a job and philip is a father he does have a son so it was he didn't wish that on him that i found not strange i understand the concern but like is there any other uh result of something like this possible like there is no way somebody who gets caught by stealing another man's review can keep his job i i don't just this is a serious people don't un, sometimes don't understand how serious this is this is something that if you're caught doing at the university you'll be expelled if you're caught doing this working for the new york times or something your career is over it's 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 theft it is theft it's some stealing someone else is hard work and so that's exactly what happened by the end of the day ign released a statement saying they were they they reviewed the case and they thought the similarities between the two were too much to be coincidental and they parted ways with philip and they were going to re-review uh dead cells it, which they did today uh, as of this morning which is saturday the 11th the uh maybe they did it last night but i noticed this morning that the review was up so they have re-reviewed dead cells and have it's not clear what they'll do to boomstick they have apologized personally to him but i believe they're working off uh, behind the stages to compensate him for that because they didn't make money on the video review and the written review to ad review, revenue and youtube stuff so that's what boomstick wanted he wanted to be uh, uh rightfully so paid for what they did because they basically use his review and i'll let you talk for a bit i have a lot more to say on this yeah no it, it's it's it comes back to what I was just saying earlier. Like the the most perplexing thing with this for for me is just I don't I don't get this. Now I know you do have more information that the investigation or or others pulled up some additional information, but just just this is is perplexing. What was his actual title? Do you know at uh, at IGN? Yeah, he was like the he's... Nintendo editor. Like basically, I believe like the the. This is a job Audrey used to have before she left for Nintendo. The last one was Jose something. He also left for Nintendo. Uh, Matt Casasamina and Craig Harris used to have that same position. They both left for Apple. So basically, that position usually means you're going to get a, a huge... It's a huge opening. It's a huge job. You like All past four people have left to either work for Nintendo or Apple. Man, that's um, I I don't know I I in situations like this I I know it's surprising but I actually don't have much to he, say about this because I I it's crazy. He was hired in November, so he was there not even for a year. He used wow. to run a YouTube channel, a gaming YouTube channel, and it was actually after that Kotaku. Jason Trier did some research and they found one case where he did the same thing with a FIFA 18 review where he copied a Nintendo Life review and got away with it. But that was on his personal YouTube channel, which was less, you get less exposure, so you're more likely to get away with it. And the thing I do not understand is that you know this how long and you, your video reviews don't have the same level or of polish or editing that these do so i know how long and how many hours it takes but what he stole from the guy was the odd the the uh the script for yeah. so they're written so for a professional writer like writing a review like can be done in probably less than an hour maybe two hours like that's the thing that puzzles me is what he stole is not hard it doesn't take time that's what i don't understand it's not like he was written a piece on something like uh, life altering he was writing 
a video game review. It's not hard. It doesn't take time. I don't understand why he chose that shortcut to begin with, knowing he must have known the chances of getting caught were huge and the rewards were little. It's just one of many. It was his first, to be clear, his first video review for IGN. But still, like the odds of getting caught were so high in this situation for something that doesn't require that much work. Like it's like I, I, I don't understand this at all. Like his no, career I, I, is over. I don't get it. Yeah, and and rightfully so. Like, I'm sorry, I don't have pity for people that steal uh, things. It's uh, as a guy that has quite literally in in my quote unquote career, I have I must have done hundreds of reviews now. I must have like over the the website, the the vlog, the sorry, the blog plus video reviews. I have ha- I must have reviewed. At least 200 games or something like that. Like, it's impossible for me not to have over the years. And I don't, I just don't get it. Like, I don't get it, man. I've never done something like that. Like, never. Why would I? I've always feared that it must happen sometimes that you use the same word or the same structure in one or two instances because there are so many people online who do this. But to <laughs> to copy the whole structure, because basically what he did it was he used sentence for sentence, and, but just manipulated the words a bit or changed the the beginning and the end. Sometimes it it's barely changed at all. Like the conclusion is like that's where the last part of the review. That's what got me. Is like it's almost word for word, and the structure is the same. It's even at some points in the boat reviews, if you put them side by side, they, they start their sentences at the same exact time slot. So it's ridiculous how he thought he would get away with this. Yeah, man, I, I don't know. And IGN, I'm sure, is going to investigate anything else that he has done because they're legally liable now. So if if they like I wouldn't be surprised if all the content that he he's done is pulled just for safety reasons because you cannot take that chance. You know what I mean? Like what if what if for real like there's some unknown like Project COE type of website, not a YouTube thing, but a website and this guy has been like stealing their stuff for like, you know, the last 6 months or something like that. Like you just don't you just don't know. So, I, anyways, I, I, whatever, man. You, you know, he, in English we say like he made his bed. Now he's got to sleep in it. Yeah, well, that's it's, that's it's it. unfortunate because, like I said, he has a son, he has a family, and yeah, like, well, his career is over. But like I, I agree with you. Like I don't, I don't have pity for him because, well, I, not I don't want to sound like a monster. Like I wish him well, but it's just, man. Man, you guys are much nicer than I am. Um, I'm I'm a manager in in a uh, you know in a var- very large uh, institution. I have no pity whatsoever. I fire people. I I I have to. You can't look. This guy actively knew what he was doing when he was sitting in that office somewhere and he was listening. It was like, oh, that's good. And he was jotting down notes or recording or whatever the hell he was. He was making a conscious decision to do what he did. I have no pity for people that do that. Son, no son, uh, you know, 16 kids, whatever. You did this. No one put a gun to your head saying like, you must do it. And the fact is that, like you said, that he was found to have done it multiple times. That makes it even worse. And it's like, yeah, his career is over and that sucks. It absolutely sucks. But I have no pity for people that do stuff like this. It's like, were you, were you that desperate? You made it to the big times. You made it to one of the key positions at IGN. Like, I'm sorry, but yeah, if you just look at the track record of the previous four people behind him and the jobs they have now, like they have six figure jobs now because of that. He was like a few years away from that. Well, that's my point. 
And that's why, like, I, I mean, I, maybe, I mean, fine, if you want to call me a monster, go ahead, but, like, I really have no pity for people like that. No, no, it's and just, I, I just think of his, his, his son, like. Yeah, well, why didn't he? I know, I know. That's, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. You're right. You're absolutely right. It's just, like, I, I have a job, in which case I sell products that go expired. And I have been asked so many times by people when I, I st- I'm did, I've been doing this 10 years now, in a, in a few years for me to sell them those. And I've never done it because for me, it was just the odds of me getting caught are kind of high because people will, will talk and I, I will, it's an instant, you, I would lose my job for what, for a few dollars. Like it doesn't, the risk reward type of thing. And I, I kind of, it's not the same thing at all, but with this, it's like the risk reward, like it was huge for him to be caught and the reward was not that great. It was just another video review. He would have to do another one eventually. And eventually he would probably get caught because he would keep doing this if he got away with one. So it's just, I don't understand why he did this. And, no, that's it. And I for mean, me that, to lose that. my job, it would be disastrous for my kids and my family. So that's why I, I, I think of him, but at the same time, you're right. Like, he should have thought. Like, and it's, it's, it's sad because his Twitter account is still the, uh, the thumbnail of his dead cells review. And he has obviously disappeared from the internet. And I, I, I wonder what he will do now. If he will have a statement eventually, because he was a, he was the head of the Nintendo in IGN, so he was obviously a well-known guy on the internet, even though he held that position only since November. Yeah, man, I don't know. And I think um, I think what's going to be very interesting to also see is what IGN does with this in terms of plagiarism review practice and stuff like that, because they're obviously their HR department's going to be oh, like, yeah, hey, they, guys... They are hurting right now, and it's unfortunate because... You know how it is, how IGN gets a lot of crap, like I said before, and people who hate IGN have, like, this is an opportunity for them to really punch them when they're down. And to be fair, IGN handled this perfectly. Because they, the amount of blame they have on this is very minimal. The only thing they did wrong was hire this guy, which I'm sure they did a background check. And the, the problem with this is that it's hard to find his, uh, like he did this before with one example, but it's hard to find audio plagiarism of audio stuff because here what he did was he copied something that was audio wise. He did not copy uh, written stuff. So it's a lot harder to find the only way, but still it's, it's obvious he would have caught because boomstick, although he's small had 11,000 subscribers before. So it's like if IGN for some reason would copy one of our reviews, which would be weird since our reviews are usually posted weeks and months after a game. Some of our, <laughs> someone, some of our subscribers or me or you would notice it because yeah, it's yeah. not like we only have like 10 subscribers. So he chose someone who had like 11. So the, uh, like I said, the odds he was going to get caught. But like if nobody would have noticed IGN, like if they would have done a background check on this, they probably would have never found any reason to be suspicious of his work so like I, I i've said like ign has it's their responsibility but still like they did exactly what they should have done they fired the guy they removed the review right away and they apologized to boomstick and this they are working on a solution to compensate him what more could they do this is not their fault mm-hmm. i don't see yeah, no. how you can blame them for this yeah I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame the organization. What what I would do in this situation, if there's something like this happened to me, I would basically say, okay, we need to review our plagiarism practices moving forward so that we don't have this scenario again. But like you said, that's much easier said than done because of the fact that this was an audio file and how the hell do you... It's not like you can just Google search, like, you know, some specific audio file and the guy did change... Um, you know, certain things around making it even more cumbersome to actually locate like this particular review. So I, and, and ultimately, you know, you were saying that like high risk for little reward. I, I'm trying to find out, well, what reward like at all? The reward what? is like he saved maybe an hour of work. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, my that's, God, that, man. that's what I mean that by how little the reward was. 
So this is this is the thing for me is just I don't I I got nothing I really I I got nothing but he he did not think about his future he didn't think of his children or child or whatever the case may be or his family let's say and uh, well man like good luck that's all I can say because he'll never he'll have to get another career yeah because there's there's no way his name will be forever tarnished the by this only thing I can see is he he could b- go back to his YouTube channel he would get massive number of hate but he would get massive number of subscribers too because of the like boomstick has gone from 11,000 subscribers to the last time i checked over 50 mm-hmm. so that that's good for him he deserves it he 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 does some quality stuff but that's the only thing i can see philip is if he could live with the fact that everybody would hate him or hate his channel but he I guess doesn't have no shame and he would he could go back to that and makes maybe a living doing that I don't know but the other thing though is that IGN like for those writers out there it has been a crappy week for them because all of their integrity has been put in question now even though it's not yep. their fault like I said so like I, I know they'll recover but it man like these guys oh, no, must feel betrayed by Philip because yeah, for most for sure. of them he was their their friend it's yeah, like not if only tomorrow that. morning I, I would do a review for you and put it online and you would find out that I just ripped off somebody and like the, obviously the outrage wouldn't be as high because we're not big, but still you might, you would feel like betrayed. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and like you said, the position that he held, he was in an authoritative position. That makes it even worse because that means that people reported to him on that Nintendo team and that's, that's pretty bad, man. Like, I can only imagine if, like, my boss was, like, you know, caught for something like that. I would be like, wow, you know, this is the guy, like, I was looking up to or getting feedback from or coaching or whatever. It's, it, I don't know, man. It, it, it's a really, really bad situation. Yep. So, that's pretty okay. much uh, pretty much it for this issue. I just wanted to talk about it because it was pretty big and it, I had a lot of stuff to say about it. So... Let's move on with the Switch sales, shall we? I think sure. you have the numbers in front of I you. I do. Because I think yep. there's a story here that nobody seems to be uh, reporting. Okay, so just so you all have some background here. So um, I went to, oh, I, uh, sorry, uh, I, I forgot to put the uh, the source. But anyways, um, I, and here we go. It's plagiarism because I'm quoting this. I think. It was a European site, I just don't recall. But anyways, whatever. Uh, Nintendo sold 1.88 million Switch consoles between April and June 2018. So that makes its lifetime sales somewhere in the ballpark of 19.6 million. So that's great. Now, like Steven said, he was like, there's more to this story than meets the eye. However, I, I was reviewing all kinds of different news stories because I was trying to get the exact information. So basically, from April to June 2017, 1.97 million systems were sold. So that's a decrease when you round it all up to about 4.5% over the same period year over year. Now, what I thought was interesting is most of the websites that reported this basically left it at that. You know, they were like, oh yeah, but it's still doing phenomenally well and this and that and blah, 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 blah. There was only one or two websites that actually listed a potential reason why. And uh, they were like, it's because it was, you know, soon after the consoles launched last year and Nintendo had released Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and ARMS. So maybe that's why. But I don't know. I know Steven has a hypothesis, so let's hear it. Yeah, it's just, I I understand why uh, the system could be selling less. And it, this is what, because we did, the last fanboys we did, we said that the, like the title had something negative and some people, like uh, obviously the, the fanboys, like the bad kind, jumped on it. And one commenter, and I forgot his name or the exact quote, said that it was proven that the Switch sales uh, had not dropped and that we were morons or something like that. And I had heard rumblings that the Switch sales were softer than expected and blah, blah, blah. And when I heard this, every when the sales were announced that they were almost at 20 million, 
every site that I went to, their headline was that the Switch sales were fantastic and blah, blah, blah. And I saw it on Nintendo Life. They mentioned the 4.5% drop in the, the article, but it wasn't part of the title. And it was lower and blah, blah, blah. And I thought that that was just half the story because I would have liked to see some journalism less like f- fanfare and more like neutral and reporting because this is something that's not unsignificant in my in my opinion consoles or handhelds that are just starting should not be seeing drops even though the it's like the the software lineup is compared to last year terrible this year especially if you were a wii u owner the playstation 4 only recently started dropping sales and the playstation 4 had a terrible lineup arguably a terrible lineup for the first two years especially when you consider exclusive and it never stopped selling and it was always like a huge success and the switch is barely a year old and it's already dropping like 4.5 percent is pretty big it's already dropping so yeah it should be at a stage in its career its career its life <laughs> cycle where it should be uh, rising Typically, companies don't want their products uh, to sell less the year before. I know this. My my company always pressures me to sell more than the year before. And even though in my book, it's almost impossible to always climb up. They always, that's, that's always their goal. So the fact that they're selling 4.5% less right now. Nintendo, although they won't admit it, probably aren't very happy with their sales right now. So that's why I'm confused why there's not many people reporting this right now. And I think that's not our, it's our job to do it, even though it's not our our real job, but it's like, we need to talk about this. And I know a lot of people don't like it when we use these uh, clickbait titles and when we are negative on Nintendo, but I always said this, that I'm the biggest fanboy there is out there. And that's why I am negative because I want them to improve. And I think this is a bit concerning to me because of the success of the Switch has and had, it should be climbing, not declining. Yeah, I, I'm I'm one of these right now where before I start screaming the sky is falling or anything like that, I'm I wanna wait another quarter. Because I wanna see is this a trend? Or, or what? You're absolutely right in terms of this is not, I mean, this, this is not something you, you know, get out the good champagne, let's celebrate. Obviously not. But I'm, I'm wondering, I'm just wondering if this is, if this, if we're getting, get into a trend territory because the system launched last year in March, right? Yep. Okay. So with that in mind, that means that it's only had one real year on the market and and like a bit, right? So April to June is one of those quarters. So already you're seeing a slight decline in year one. That's weird. And it is weird. Given the hype and everything else, it's strange. And I understand with releases and all that jazz, but what's going to happen... When we look at, you know, July, um, August, and September, if we see another decline, like year over year, then that's really not good. Like, that's legitimately not good. And I know what people are going to say. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I don't remember when Mario came out. But I know that whenever that quarter is, they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, Mario was out. And so naturally... But the thing is, you're you're right in saying that you're supposed to see a relationship, like a linear relationship, over time that this will slowly increase. You should not be seeing dips and stuff like that so early in the console's mm-hmm. life. They need growth here. And Mario came out, I believe, on October 27th last year. And during this summer, they had ARMS and Splatoon. And this summer, they had Mario Tennis Aces and Octopath Traveler as exclusive. So, like, it's comparable. But the thing is, like, people, I know in the comments will say, well, wait till Pokemon and Smash come out. Yeah, I know. And they, they will get sales from these, and they probably might outsell last year. But the thing is, Nintendo is pretty much the only company 
giving massive support to the Switch. And if they're only going to get growth when they get big titles like that, like they can only do that once or twice a year. It's almost impossible for them to release more than two huge AAA titles in the caliber of Pokemon, uh, Smash, uh, Mario, and Zelda in a year. So if they're only going to get growth when they release that, like I don't know if that's sub- sustainable, and I don't think like the, the Switch if this continues, will grow that much. Like It it will get sales, it will be a success, but I think the success has been a bit over-exaggerated in the media. No, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's... I don't know, man. Like, I really want to wait out and see next quarter. I really, really do. Because I, I agree, like... Well, I agree. I just agree with with what you're saying here. I'm going to be. I, I will actually be concerned if next quarter we actually see again year over year a slight dip of you know four percent, five percent, two percent, because that's that's weird. It's just weird. That's not. This isn't the normal cycle for a brand new console. It's just. It's very very peculiar. So we'll we'll see what happens with all of this. But um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm just, I'm really not, I'm really not sure. I mean, no one can be perfect, and I know people will probably go and they'll look at, like, PlayStation 4, 3, or Xbox One, or whatever, and they'll be like, oh, you see, look, year over year, it decreased by 2.2%, you guys are morons, and this and that, uh, which is entirely possible, but it's still not something that a company would want to celebrate. You want to make sure that you have growth, in particular, year over year, of like you know two percent one percent just like you what you're what you're talking about where your company wants growth of course they want growth but with you it's directly related to population uh, store space and stuff like that if 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 the population doesn't increase if the store space doesn't increase well good luck uh, you know selling more product like it's just it's not gonna happen and but with the switch here it's like. You know, Octopath Traveler actually far outsold what anyone's expectation was. That was a big, that was a big game for them. And I would argue that that was actually a bigger release in, like, for them than something like ARMS. And maybe it won't sell as well or anything like that. But I just think, like, it really struck a chord with a a large group of gamers. And so it's weird to see, you know, decline in sales. It's just odd. Yep. Yep. No. Uh, I, I'll be curious to see what happens because I I hope this isn't a trend because it it can't be healthy for them if this is a trend. No. Exactly. Well, then they're screwed. Yep. Okay. So let's see. Uh, what did you write? Smash. Bro- well, Smash Brothers. I never even got a chance to watch that. So uh, this is going to be all on you again, man. It's going to be a very Steven podcast. <laughs> Well, that's that's troublesome because I never watched it either. But what I did oh, see was the, uh, the headlines. Yeah, it's just because like I, I texted you that morning as a joke, and I told you to keep me updated if ever Nintendo realizes that they have other games to uh, promote than Smash because they were doing a Smash Direct, and I was working. I didn't have a chance to watch it, and. That's why I have next to no interest in Smash information right now because like I know that game will be a lot of fun. I know it will be huge. So leave it alone, concentrate on other games, but what do I know? So they announced some pretty cool stuff though. They announced Simon and Richter Belmont will be playable characters. They announced King K. Rule will also be a playable character. And Dark Samus and someone else, which I forgot, will also be playable characters. Something like they will be clones, basically. They will be Eon characters or whatever. Oh, I believe it actually was Richter Belmont that was the other Eon character. So he's basically a clone of Simon. So he plays like Simon with a few alternate stuff. So that's pretty much it. Like I had, like I thought that, that they added Simon Belmont was awesome. I kind of wished it was kept a secret. But I understand why they did that for marketing reasons. But it would have been fun to play the game and unlock him and realize he's he's in. But this day and age, it's almost impossible to keep spoilers like this out of the internet. So I would have probably found out one way or another. But 
yeah, besides that, like all pretty good stuff. Smash Brothers is going to be an awesome game. They announced a limited edition that comes with a GameCube controller and a GameCube adapter, which you're probably going to buy for some reason, even though you already have those and you're, pro- you're going to play Smash for like five minutes. But like, it's awesome. Like this game will be a huge seller. I just wish that they would market and concentrate on other releases they have coming up. Yeah, I uh, I really got nothing. This I I'm not pre-ordering this. I um, by the time this comes out, I'm I'm gonna be like right into exams and stuff like that. So nope, I'm not uh, I'm I'm not I'm not even pre-ordering this. But yeah, but I don't claim to be the biggest uh, fanboy on earth. That's Stevens. Uh, that's Stevens' claim. But but even him, he pales in comparison to Timothy. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. I, I want to quickly mention there was some Pokemon news I didn't send you, but it was basic and it was really and really uh, exciting for me because they have announced that Mega Evolution will be back in Let's Go, which means that it will be the first time we'll have Mega Evolutions in Kanto, and Mega Evolutions were introduced in X and Y, and I don't think it's something you have experienced much because they were only in the post game of Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon, which was unfortunate because Mega Evolution for me is best thing that has happened to Pokemon uh, since the introduction of the Steel and Dark type in Gen 2. Like, I absolutely adore uh, Mega Evolution and X and Y is awesome because of that and I found it unfortunate that they were not part of the main story of Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon, so uh, I hope in this game that they are part of the main story. I hope that you can Mega Evolve during the campaign and it's not just post-game and I would also like some brand new Mega Evolutions, which would kick ass. And I believe that will happen. Okay, well, that's cool. Uh, how did that work? Was that the ones with, where you had to have like a stone or something? Yeah, like I had to, to have a it? keystone and then yeah, okay. you had to add a stone to the Pokemon. Stuff like that. And you could only yeah. do, the, do it once per battle. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, re- I recall that. Um, so yeah, no, that's pretty cool actually. That's not bad. That's that's going to be a neat little uh, twist. I'm actually looking forward to that. That I'm kind of concerned though because that I I I will be buying, and I'm I'm a little concerned of the timing because again, it's I'm going to be in exam period like right around there, so I got to be very very careful. So yeah, that's not going to be good because you're going to be pressuring me every two seconds. <laughs> so where are you? What are you yeah, doing? And this and that. It, it comes out on the Friday the sixteenth. And on Saturday the seventeenth is my last day of work before after that I'm on vacation for a week, which is perfect. Wonderful for you. Wonderful. <laughs> Not so wonderful for me, but whatever. No, uh, you're you're the one who keeps like crying about all this stuff, yet you're the one. Nobody forces you to do all that work. You do it and then complain. All That's the right. Time. That's the way I roll, damn it. It's gotta keep things fresh, man. Gotta keep me interesting. <laughs> All right, we have right, one so, last news yeah, story. big news, man. And big that news. one is awesome. I never thought because it's called what? Doom Eternal? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Doom Eternal was announced at E3. And like that's Doom, the last Doom was awesome. I really loved that game. But I never would have thought that Doom Eternal would be coming to the Switch, and it is. It's it's incredible because that will be a next gen game like Wolfenstein 2. Uh, Wolfenstein 2 did come to the Switch in June. That was really impressive, but Doom Eternal will be like even a few years after Wolfenstein, so it will be even more powerful. I have no idea how Panic Button are porting these games to the Switch, but they're doing a fantastic job, and I was really really happy to see that this was going to make it to the Switch. Yeah, and when you told me that, the first thing I said to myself was like, what? Like, how? what? And now I'm at a point, I think Bethesda has released enough enough titles for me to officially say, what's going on here? Um, and, and I don't mean to be negative. That's not That's not the way I'm trying to, you know, phrase this. It's just that, there seems to be something going on here. Uh, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. Where the hell are all these other big titles from other developers and stuff like that? It, it It's just odd. It's like Bethesda either has some sort of contractual obligation or the fact is that their games are selling really well. Now, I'm really hoping 
that it's because the games are selling really well that they're doing this. And I, I, I'm pretty sure it doesn't make sense why they would have contractual obligations to do this. And that's a really good sign. I mean, it's a really, really good sign that they're doing this. And technologically, I honestly have no clue how they're going about doing this. I think it's pretty damn impressive. But this is really good news for, for a Switch fan. This is, this is absolutely excellent. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure, as sure as you about the contractual obligation thing. Uh, it would be really uh, logical for Nintendo to have contacted uh, Bethesda, to have identified Bethesda as a key partner and made a deal with them for them to release a few number of titles and including some, like, not just sports. So maybe that's what's happening. I'm I'm like you though. I hope it's because Doom, Skyrim, Wolfenstein have shown uh, sales for them because that would be awesome. But the thing is, if that's the case, why aren't any other developers, uh, publishers, jumping on board with the Switch? Because you're not getting anything from Activision. You're not getting anything from EA. You're starting to get something from Capcom, but it's basically ports, and even then, not. All their games get ported there. Like, why is Bethesda the only one supporting the Switch? There, there has to be something other than that. And that's why I'm not really sure. Because their games, they have sold. I'm not, I don't think they have, like, they're not million sellers, I don't think. But I do know that if you look at Skyrim and Doom and all that, like, maybe they have recently, but the last time I checked, they were still full price on Amazon. And if you look at Skyrim, Doom, even Wolfenstein 2 on PlayStation 4, like Wolfenstein 2, two weeks after its release, was already dropped by 30 or $20 on Amazon. And on Switch, it, it it's never did. So maybe they are selling. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't know. I I really don't know. I just find it... It's 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 weird. That that's all I can say. At this particular point in time, it's very very weird what's going on because as you say, why aren't other developers jumping on board? It just seems it just seems weird. I don't know. The whole scenario just seems very very odd. Yep. So, yeah, today is going to be a very short episode, well, not that short, 40 50 minutes long, but I just before I sent you to Blast from the Past, I just wanted to uh, talk a bit about our last podcast, which was our 100th episode of Canadian Gamers. And I wanted to thank the fans that were... The, the reception for that podcast was really positive. Like, we had some just heartwarming uh, response and comments left on that video. And, like, I just wanted to thank everybody. Like, I, I think that was one of the best episodes we ever did, and... The results and the uh, comments were just flattering and just wanted to quickly thank our fans for that. Yeah, well, very well said. It's the same. I, I feel the same. I mean, we said it both, I think, very well um, in the actual podcast itself. And it's one of the reasons why... Uh, like, we get a lot of comments in, in a lot of our older videos and stuff of people saying, like, you guys deserve more views, you deserve more subs, and so on and so forth. And, and of course, like, thanks. I mean, that's, that's excellent to hear that. But one of the things that I really like about where we are now, I think we could grow to, like, 50,000 and be manageable. I think more than 50,000 and you're, you're really starting to push it in terms of, the the community but what i love about this particular channel is that we're we're right at the border of 10,000 and we have such an amazing community and of course there's always going to be you know those people that are like up yours and stuff like that and whatever but the fact is that we have way more positive comments and interactions than we do with anything else like any of that other crap and and I love that. I absolutely love that. It's what makes this so much fun. It's like streaming. What what I love with streaming is the interaction you have with the people that are watching the stream and the exact same thing is with you guys. Like listening to to these videos and and watching reviews or any of the features that we do or whatever and getting like comments or starting discussions is is just great. And yeah, I it really meant a lot to read through some of those comments. It was uh it was really, really nice. Yeah, and you should start streaming again, you asshole. What are you I waiting know, for? I know, I know, I know. Well, I'm waiting many for opportunities a life. and you've decided to do something else instead. 
I know, I know. I'm the worst, but that's why we have Tim. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting yeah, for that. Man, you should quickly... What? How was Owlboy? I forgot to ask you. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> for those who don't know, I bought him Owlboy and Code of Princess, and he was playing Octopath, and I told him, like, just leave Octopath alone for a few minutes and play Owlboy. Owlboy is... Sounds like a giant nickel game and a game that you would finish in one or two settings. And I believe you did something like that. So I want to, maybe you could tell us your quick yeah, sure. two cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Um, so yeah, just like, uh, just like, like you said there, it was definitely a Jared game. Like no question about it. It's, it's, it's one of those games where I refer to it as a Metroidvania light game meaning that it's it's much more linear than those games like you don't even have a map in fact that's my biggest disappointment if you, well disappointment in quotations is that there is no map that makes traversing previous areas a little bit more cumbersome than i think it it needed to be i don't quite understand why they did that uh but outside that it's it's a spectacular game. It really, really is a spectacular game. I think it just could have been a little bit more user friendly with a map because the one of the main objectives is to collect these little gold coins that you trade in for power ups and stuff like that. It's not it's not tedious whatsoever. If you just play through the game, you'll unlock all the almost all the power ups except for one. You don't actually have to do anything in particular to unlock 90% or 99% of the uh, power-ups. It's just that, you know, if you forget that there's this one inaccessible area in the beginning of the game, you you have no way of remembering, well, how the hell do I get back to that one area because there's no map. So you can't just, you know, say like, oh, well, I'll go down here, go back there, and okay, there it is. And I think they did that more for hardcore reasons than for anything else. But again, like I said, this is not Symphony of the Night. This is not Super Metroid or Metroid Fusion or even Metroid Prime. This is a much, much smaller game. So I think that has more to do with it. And there's very little backtracking actually in the game. You don't you know, revisit areas 42 times or anything like that. So I think that's that's more in line with uh, what the developers were thinking. And I think that's okay. I mean, it's fine. It's just that I part of me is like, well, I would have preferred had they had some sort of map so that I could get back and unlock some of those, like find some of those coins. But as is now, well, it's just not in there. But don't let that detract you. I don't want to sound pessimistic or anything. The game was absolutely fantastic. And I mean that, like absolutely fantastic. I I beat it in not like one or two settings, uh, sittings rather, um, but more like, you know, maybe 14 or 15, but short little increments. I, like, like Stephen said, I've been super, super, super ridiculously busy. And I am doing this to myself, which is ridiculous. So I've been playing on and off, and uh, I've polished it off, I don't know when, a couple days ago. And I'd like to get a review out for that, but my my life is pretty much, like, done as of next Sunday. Like, it's going to it's gonna be interesting to see what I do. So you should capitalize on the next few days, then. Yeah, I'm going to try. The problem is my stream, mother's man. hospital... Uh, well, hold on. My mother's hospitalized right now. So I have to... Uh, I found out about that in the morning, which was lovely, right before this. I haven't even told you that. I haven't even texted you yet. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that, that sucks. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's all right. I, I don't even know the you details. a monster only once if I knew that instead of yeah. a thousand times. It's fine. It's fine. My uh, my father <laughs> texts me. He's like, oh, by the way, your mother's in the uh, the hospital. Everything's fine. <laughs> I'm like, what? So I shot out like 50,000 texts. I'm like, uh, what's going on? So I need, after the podcast, I'm going to put the podcast together while I try and find out what the hell is going on. Uh, but that might, that might interfere with what I had planned to do. Cranberry sent me a box of doom. I swear to you, it, it's, it's a huge box that I've got here that uh, I've got to do an unboxing. I promised her I'd do an unboxing of it, so I, I really want to get that done today too, but everything's going to depend on you know what, what I find out here. 
So anyways, that's that. I really hope you guys were able to hear this podcast today because I'm really nervous watching this microphone <laughs> go up and down all over the place. Can you quickly end with a blast from the past? Because I think Why you quickly? Yeah. Why quickly? Oh, I thought you were doing the uh, conclusion. That's why no, I was no, 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 sure no. you're not forgetting. <laughs> no, I'm not forgetting. I actually have a really uh, special game today that uh, it goes back. It's a Super Nintendo game. It's not really an exclusive. They also made this game for the Genesis, and it was a game that was one of those licensed games that didn't suck. Now, it's a Disney game, so right there, you're either thinking, okay, is this Aladdin? Is this, what is this? But no, it's not Aladdin. It's actually The Lion King. And I got reminded of this because, if you don't know this, they're making a live-action version of The Lion King, which I will not go see because I will cry like a baby. Because seeing real life, like a real life lion cub crying when his father, spoiler, dies, uh, I will not do well with that. I would be like, oh my god, the poor little guy. <laughs> it, it just, yeah, that's not, that's not gonna happen. And so anyways, uh, I, I saw something, uh, on TV and they were talking about that or I read it online or I forget what it was. But I thought, I was like, you know what? That was actually a really good game. Much like Aladdin was on the SNES. And uh, again, I'm not trying to say one is better than the other. But Genesis 2, like both versions of those games were were very good games. Excellent animation and just very fun. And the whole stampede sequence was also a blast. And I doubt very much you played that, right? No. Yeah. And it was funny because I was at that Are point in my about life. Are you Lion King on SNES? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I did play it back in the day, but it was insanely hard. Couldn't get far. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So what I was just going to say is just that, is that I was at a point in my life where I was like, ah, you know, like, like pff, it's a Disney game, like, pff, whatever, man. Uh, but the truth is, this game was damn hard, man. It, just like those super, whatever, Star Wars games. Good lord. I can't believe I used to play those games, like, as frequently as I did. I, I tried back when, um, they were on the Wii Virtual Console, and I swear, I think I played like, I don't know, 40 seconds? I was like, good lord, I didn't remember these things being like so balls to the wall hard, man. But uh, anyways, The Lion King's a really excellent, it's a really excellent game, and I miss when developers did fun things with licensed properties, and that was a really good example. Aladdin's another one that was a really, really good example, but I'll save that for another day, or I'll check the list and see if we've actually done that. So if you ever get a chance or an opportunity, it's certainly one to check out. It's not quite at Aladdin's caliber. But it's still a very, very good game. It's just that it's damn hard. So that's my blast from the past. Awesome. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed this quick little episode of over 50 minutes. I don't know why I keep referring to this as little, but had a blast doing this. And I guess we'll see you in two weeks. That's right. Take care, everyone. <laughs>